Good evening. Thank you for coming on this on this very balmy summer night. Um, Edie got me inspired to to think about time from her lecture last week on Uji being time. And uh, so 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 I want to talk about practice and specifically the practice with time and how it might be uh, useful in these times, in these difficult times, especially all that's happened in these last few weeks. Um, Uji, the fascicle by Dogen that, that um, Edie talked about last, last week is sometimes considered one of his poetic fascicles, which means kind of hard to understand. And, uh, uh, and hopefully just uh, with a few of his pointers uh, towards the practice of time, uh, it can be used in our current times. And this is our Mahayana practice is not to have an intellectual understanding of practice or time, but to use our experience, our confidence in this practice to walk out into the world and manifest this practice. So uh, I'll say a few more words about time. Uh, many of us, attended the, the removal of the El Camino bell here in Santa Cruz, sponsored by the Amamutsan tribal group um, on Saturday. Great speakers and wonderful ceremony. And, uh, and one of the speakers uh, said that she was right then, right there in front of Holy Cross Church, standing on the land of her ancestors, ancestors, ancestors. So right away, this brought us into an expansive view of time and how it still has so much meaning for us right here in the present. And Dogen himself, Dogen himself says, The path of all Buddhas and ancestors arises before the first forms emerge. Dogen didn't know anything about big bangs, but, uh, but um, he's telling us that, that this path that we're on uh, is uh, from beginningless time from before any forms emerged 
this was the path of the Buddhas and ancestors. And, um, and, and Catherine, Catherine, I think, was, was quoting Suzuki Roshi, who says that we don't sit Zazen for ourselves. We're sitting Zazen for three more generations, for the generations to come, and three more generations. Um, and, uh, and, and so uh, another, another look at, at this practice that began before form emerged, and we're doing it for uh, many generations, not for ourselves, but for uh, many, the earth and all people, many generations ahead. Um, another speaker at the, the, the um, removal, bell removal ceremony said that uh, she was an ancestor in training. Uh, meaning that, uh, that she wants to be looked on by, by people many generations ahead as someone who is caring for the earth, caring for the environment, caring for each other. Um, and and, and maybe, maybe Liz can help me. There's something about... Uh, about seven generations ahead uh, with the Amamutsun tribal group. Do you, can, can you express that better than I can, Liz? Uh, we, not really, uh, uh, just that a lot of Native American uh, spiritual leaders talk about um, keeping always in mind seven generations in the future and also seven generations in the past. Maybe Kai or Sandra has a notion, but I think just that awareness of uh, generations in the future, generations in the past. Yeah. 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 So, um, so those were those were words that really sparked my interest, um, uh, especially after after Edie's talk on practicing with time, looking 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 at time. Um, I also want to say a little about place, time and place, about, you know, the breadth of our perspective. Um, a few months ago, a few of us went to another, another ceremony um, from a uh, tribal group from, from Washington who came through Santa Cruz and spoke at the Natural History Museum. And they were talking about the difficulties that they're seeing from the damming up of the Snake River, this river that's so, it really snakes around much of the Northeastern United States, uh, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, into Wyoming, uh, dammed in many places, and the fish population uh, and uh, uh, the natural environment around the lake uh, all, all receding because of all the, the dams along the way. Um, and, uh, 
and they spoke about um, the salmon as being their brothers and sisters, about this intimate relationship uh, and the salmon are suffering. And so we're suffering because our family is suffering. And uh, so, I, so I, I think this is, our practice talks about this as well, about being intimately connected, intimately related to our environment and to all beings in, in our environment. Um, the, a Chinese poem that, Do, that Dogen writes about in one of his fascicles speaks about uh, um, the valley sounds are the long, broad tongue. The mountain colors are no other than the unconditioned body. 84,000 verses are heard throughout the night. So Dogen is asking us to, to look at our intimate relationship with the environment around us in just the same way that this Northwestern tribal group was expressing our deep connection, our deep relatedness to the environment along the Snake River. Um, so I want to, um, uh, so uh, what have I written here? So the practice path of ours that's been traveled since before forms emerged and extends many generations forward is, is a practice of saying to ourselves, I intend to care and nurture you and I'm in it for the long haul. And that's, that's what we're cultivating when we sit with our spines erect, with our mudra in our lap, following our breath and dropping off body and mind. We're saying we're cultivating the culture of I care for you and I'm in it for the long haul. Um, of course, Joanna Macy speaks of this practice of time. She coined the term deep time. Um, Joanna Macy, who lives right, right up in, in the East Bay in Berkeley, and, and uh, Jean and Dana brought her down uh, to, to uh, give us a workshop a couple of years ago. So many of us have had the pleasure of, of meeting Joanna Macy. Uh, she's a, a, a Buddhist, she's a philosopher, and she's an environmentalist. And she coined the term deep time when she was looking at, um, at our nuclear waste, the tons and tons of nuclear waste that we've now generated just here in the United States and what to do 
with its toxicity that's going to last hundreds of thousands of years. Uh, so it, it really made her look at it, uh, this concept of deep time, really long, long time. And, and this deep time has the quality that it's not so human-centered. Um, when, we, when we look at, at uh, what to do with this waste for, um, for hundreds of thousands of years, we're looking at it being stewards of the whole earth, not just, not just, our, not just us humans. <laughs> she uh, she founded the nuclear guardianship pro pro um, project NGP that encouraged law lawmakers to uh, you know the law the lawmakers have, have come up with an idea to bury this this waste in the earth. And uh, uh, Joanna Macy pointed out the in inevitability of its leakage. And, and uh, while, while we might get it out of our sight for this generation by burying it in the earth, it's going to be a, a horrible problem for generations to come with the inevitable leaking. So, uh, the NGP and environmentalists since then have encouraged lawmakers to, uh, to uh, um, how, how is it written? Um, I like the words, um, to keep this poison fire monitored and retrievable. to be able to hold it, these are my words, to be able to hold it and, be resp and respond appropriately so that future descendants and the planet are honored and cared for. But this idea of, um, of uh, monitoring and retrieving or generations, I think really speaks to our practice, this holding and caring uh, that is uh, central to our practice that, um, that we know from, from our teachers and maybe your own experience that this practice also um, uh, enlivens our appropriate response to whatever is coming up in the present. Um, and uh, so this is, this is our, this is our, this is our practice. Um, this practicing for generations, but with the ability to respond appropriately to any event that comes up right here in our present. I, I've got this image that, um, that our practice kind of uh, 
encourages a, a family style that just spreads out farther and farther in any generation, in, in the succeeding generations, uh, spreads out farther and farther. Um, this, this kind of blanket of compassion that, that we say, you know, we're in it for the long haul. This is our family style. This is our culture. Um, when we think of, of Suzuki, um, you know, we're about the third and fourth generation after Suzuki. And uh, when Suzuki started, it was that little colonel group, you know, there, um, there in San Francisco. And this blanket is spread out all across the West. It's certainly, you know, the, the blanket is spread out um, uh, throughout Asia. And, and with his practice uh, and the practice of, of, of his small group of people in San Francisco, the practice is just uh, uh, spread out all over, the, all over the West here in the United States and South America and, and, uh, and Europe. So, uh, so we can we can see it we can see it happening. The um, uh, you know the Coben's generation was able to um, was able to provide us with a practice place. Um, they struggled to pay for that, and uh, and now two or three generations after Coben, uh, we've been able to to hold and maintain um, our practice place. Uh, you, you know, we were able to, uh, to uh, repair and remodel uh, a few years ago. It's almost a generation ago that we, that we did that, but uh, in the early 2000s. But uh, so, uh, so we we can see we have the experience that um, that uh, our practice extends through several generations. This culture of caring, this culture of compassion, of being connected, of being intimate, and um, and uh, I I, I want to encourage us to. To extend this practice to, to the, the the current events of, of these last few weeks, um, it was so frightening to see the events in Afghanistan. So disheartening, um, and uh, and of course. Um, uh, We've, we've now said that the war is over. I don't think any of us, even, even, even our um, leaders who have talked about the war being over, I don't think they're implying at all that uh, this is the end, that now, now it's over and we don't have to think about it anymore. I think, I think the long difficulties of of Afghanistan that preceded our involvement in Afghanistan, and then even our long connection with Afghanistan makes us all care 
and want to hold and want to um, heal. And uh, so, so, so we've got to look at this practice of caring and monitoring uh, Afghanistan. This, this is our deep time practice. Um, and, and, and I don't have any good ideas of how, how we can do this as a nation. Um, uh, but, but I think applying the concepts of deep time, the, the concepts of, of bringing compassion for the long run and practicing with this is how we're gonna, is how we're gonna stay involved there, is how we're gonna keep that holding and monitoring and being able to respond appropriately as things as things emerge. When I look at um, at uh, the voting rights being stripped away, specifically this week in in Texas, but of course in in, in other states as well, uh, I think. You know, we, we've been looking at voting rights for over a hundred years. Um, and uh, uh, here it is again. Uh, here it is. I, I mean, it didn't even pop up anew. It's been this continu continuous concern. And uh, we need to apply those those concepts of deep time, of caring and compassion for the long haul to, to how we're going to, to keep working with, with voting rights in the, in the United States. You know, our, our um, constitution is kind of this long, broad tongue that spreads throughout and connects us all, this liberty and justice for all, you know, maybe is our foundation. And, thing, and things pop up, you know, like voting rights crisis in uh, many of the states now that we have to respond to appropriately. And um, so, so hopefully our practice can help us stay in there and remind us that oh we've 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 had this intention of liberty and justice for all um so let's keep let's keep that as our um as our vision and uh, keep us keep us working it, it it certainly isn't just a texas problem and uh and um we need to stay in this game for the long haul. Um, the cynic in me um, wonders if um, if the the citizens of Texas have any more say in their government than the citizens of Afghan Afghanistan have in their government. Um, and um, but I think. All of it has its roots in many generations in the past and many generations in the future. And it's our 
practice uh, that can help sustain us, can help sustain this holding, this caring, and this compassion for the long haul. Maybe I'll stop here and um, we can talk more about sustaining and holding. Um, may our intention equally extend throughout space and time, past our borders, in to cover the earth and all the universe with the true merit of Buddha's way. Beings are numberless, I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible, I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless, I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable, I vowed to become.